Good evening, folks. It's uh, a big welcome back to the boys from Two Minutes for Chatting. Um, we've been away for a couple of weeks, letting you stew over everything that's happened in the world of nonsense. Um, so we're back with episode 12, and uh, we've got quite a lot to cover this week, so it's it's going to be a good one, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, welcome back, Sam. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Always welcome. Um, the the stuff that we've got this week to cover, of course, the big clan news is that we've uh, got a new coach. So we'll be going through our thoughts uh, on that one. Um, obviously, the playoff weekend that we aren't putting as much importance on because clan weren't actually there. But we're, we're going to go through that, what happened uh, the results and also some of the fallout because there's been quite a lot of player movement and uh, things like that has have come off the back of that. So there's a lot to lot to discuss there. Um, then we'll move on, I guess, to to some other sporting stuff. Um, cover a bit of the football upcoming fixtures, um, and then anything else we seem we deem funny enough to be worthy of our place. Definitely. I think the last time we'd we'd, uh, we'd ran through some international fixtures, um, could maybe, you know, if people have missed what the results were, we could maybe go back and sort of give them the, give them the, the good news. Yeah, that's not even the worst, not the worst suggestion. And so then, you know, big... Big nations such as Comoros were involved, and uh, we bit of Curacao and thrown in there as well. So, yeah, absolutely, top-notch stuff. Well, we'll maybe get on to that then, but I think it's straight in with um, with the the latest clan news, and that's that GB coach Pete Russell has uh, got the the head coaching job at Clan. Um, just initially, it was a pretty pretty split fan base. I think you would say. Um, <laughs> what What are your thoughts on it when you when you first saw it? Uh, I think I think I immediately messaged you when I when I found out. I'm trying to look back at what I said, but it was something along the lines of it was. To me, it's a it's a really underwhelming appointment. Uh, kind of lacks imagination. It's quite lazy, I think. Um, that seemed to be my kind of my kind of initial thoughts at the time. I, I've since calmed down a wee bit. I think it's it's not the worst appointment. Um, we did joke like we did joke about it in the last podcast as I well. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that just goes to show just how how obvious it, it all kind of turned out. Um, I think a lot of fans were sort of disheartened, you know, kind of replacing a guy that had pretty much no managerial experience. Uh, they finished ninth in the league with with a guy that finished eleventh. Um, although having said that, I think about thirty percent of our points came against Edinburgh. So. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I mean, I mean, myself personally, I I wasn't probably far off that. Um, I've never really taken to him uh, when I've heard him in interviews and and things like that. Um, yeah. So that been. that kind of came into it, but it it is the case of um, if we are winning games next year, then kind of fair enough. But there there was that initial reaction of. Oh, that seems like the easy way out, and you were kind of expecting a wee bit more ambition. But then, it's it's hard to say what what's going to happen. Really, you know, we could we could sit here and say, "Oh, it's terrible. He's not very good." But for all we know, he might be a a really good coach, and he might fit in well. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, I think that's it. I think, like to be fair to him as well, I think he's he's done he's done well. I think overall in terms of at Milton, um, letting the 
in the EPL and stuff. I think he, he seemed to do he seemed to do really well with them there, um, and then obviously bringing them into the to the elite league is another step up. So, um, but I mean that and and coupled with his, his efforts with the GB team, um, but well, the, the thing is that he's he's still doing that just now. So, is more of his focus going to be on that than yeah, well, looking to get guys in for next year? Yeah, that's not even really been something that I'd thought about and hasn't been addressed, but you would think that there's a plan in place for that. Uh, yeah. yeah, you would hope so anyway, but I mean... You know, at least know. having the knowledge that there is, he's got that job and you'd have thought, um, you'd have thought he's he started already. Um, of course, the they're up in, is it division... Is it 1A or 1B that they're in, GB? Um, I think they're in 1A now. And uh, obviously it's, it's quite a high level. And maybe, whereas last year they'd expect, they were expected to certainly push to win it or win it, which they did. Um, maybe this, this, this one's more of their level and they're just kind of there to compete. So, yeah. But it, You'd like to think professionally his attention's fully on that just now and, and then see what happens. He, he It's probably getting close to being too big a role to be able to do both, I'd have said. Yeah. Um, just judging by what you hear other coaches saying about how busy they are in summer and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, he... If, if he does it, if he does a, a job, then nobody will really be complaining because it is about the results at, at the end of the day from our point of view, mostly, I would say. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's it. Um, the matter of fact is that we need to, we need to improve on and off phase. Um, and we just, we need to make the playoffs next year. Um, so I think whatever, whatever happens, with with the GB team, I think I think everybody's got to got to get behind. They've got to get behind them now. So um, he's been put in place. So uh, I think well, I definitely will get behind him hundred percent until I think otherwise. But until he's actually done something, then it's difficult to to write him off. Yeah, of course, and he's obviously got coaching ability. Uh, yeah. It's it's not so much that it's just it was the, the whole kind of predictability of of everything. But certainly from what he's been saying in interviews and things, he seems to get it. But then you like to think any coach who came in would be saying that kind of stuff as well. So yeah, um, well, but maybe maybe that attachment to to Glasgow and stuff is is going to help and obviously having been in the league is an advantage and knowing players it has to be yeah um, yeah I think that so. kind of goes with, without saying I would think um, I don't know it was it was difficult for, for Trip. obviously it was his kind of it was his first full season I guess um, as a head coach and um, he, he came in with the right the right kind of mindset as well, and I think like you, you wouldn't argue that he wasn't saying the right things when he came in as well. Um, it just never, it just never worked out for him. Uh, but whether, whether or not that was because he got the guys that he wanted in or not, remains to be seen. I don't think we'll ever find out, but that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah, and um, I guess just on the on the same topic about. Getting guys in, you'd have thought with his connections um, and stuff. Obviously, having been at Milton, um, are we going to end up with some of their players? Are we going to end up with some other GB players? Uh, and what's the relationship going to be like between him and guys like Peacock, who he <laughs> basically snubbed? Yeah. See that's that's a bit of an issue as well, I think, for me. But um, he, you know, he, he did tend to overlook uh, guys that were here and were playing really well. I seem to remember 
um, when Ben Davies was here. And he would just, he gets snubbed for a call up and whether he, like, whether he would have worked out in that team or not is neither here nor there. I think he was one of our better players that season and thoroughly deserved a, a chance in the team. Uh, and obviously Matt Haywood as well kind of been on the fringes here and there. But um, It would be interesting to go down the Mountain Kings roster and say who you think would be a good signing for clan. Yeah. Um, Not make a weak man. A... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's got his brother in. Maybe, yeah. Is that a third choice? I, yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, not, I don't mean go down every player, but I thought the guys I'd like to see would be Doucette, because he always scores against us, uh, Kearney, um, then maybe Paul Phillips, defenseman's pretty good, played for Manchester. Um, quite yeah. liked Vero Paul, he was quite quite a feisty player um, yeah so and obviously Kevin King was good as well our captain but I, I just I wonder if we'll actually get any players from there yeah I, I don't know it's just it'll be totally dependent on how much we've got to spend in terms of contracts and stuff so um, I think for me I would I would have Doucette no problem at all and probably Denny Kearney as well. Um, I just really liked him from last year. So uh, I think they two would be a welcome addition, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you look at like Finnerty going to Manchester, took a few players, so yeah. if they're kind of yeah. loyal to him, bringing them to to Milton Keynes, then maybe maybe want to move. But we'll, we'll see how, how that one pans out. Um yeah, it'll be interesting anyway to see who he does bring in. In terms of in terms of Brits as well, I don't know if um, so there was a rumour about Sully uh, going back down to, to Guildford because I think he's kind of from that neck of the woods. But, right. Is um, that a swap deal for Jesse Craig and Akridge? <laughs> well, in that case... I'm afraid to say Sully, I'd be taking that. I know, I know. But who knows, maybe Pete Russell... Is, is the guy to get to get Sully back to to what he was previous to last season. Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe. Um, so he, he has worked with him. I think with the with the G B setup, I don't know if he's if he was too young maybe to, to have worked with Pete Russell. But um nevertheless I think he's uh he's definitely the right I think he's the right guy in that aspect in terms of uh, being able to coach uh, the kind of younger Brits and see how they got on. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I think um, it's it's one of those things we could talk about it for ages, but it's all just ifs and buts, really. And I guess with any new coach, you're kind of excited in a way to just see see how he gets on. But I think he'll be under pressure. That's for sure, more than Trip was. I would say at the start. Um, you think? I think so. Yeah. I, I, I think that um, expectations have fallen. I think for me, so I, I don't think he'll be under the same sort of spotlight as as Trip was to sort of maintain a sort of decent, a, sort of a decent run at the league and making the playoffs and and, and stuff like that. I think that. Our main objective is just to get back into the playoffs. Yeah, but it has it has to be more than that now. Uh, yeah, I guess so, but he, I don't know. I just I don't think there's as, as, as much a uh, there's as much a spotlight on on Pete Russell to do well as there was on trip, and that's perhaps a bit unfair. Yeah, but I think it's fair to say you know if the results don't go well again this season, then we'll probably be getting another change. I thought. Yeah, I mean, it just, I guess it can't, it can't have another season like that. So I guess there is a bit of, a bit of pressure on him from that aspect. Um, but I just don't think that um, our aspirations this season will be anywhere near what they were 
going into last year. Yeah, I know. I, I don't really, I don't really like that. But I think it's probably true. I know. I think that's just the kind of reality of where we are, and uh, you know, if there is going to be sort of cuts to the the players' wages and stuff, then yeah, I think that's to be expected. Yeah. Um, is there any, anything else you wanted to to touch on relating to to that appointment? Not at the moment. No. No. Um, on to the playoffs then, I guess, and and what happened there. It was. Uh, I think as most people said and and ourselves as well, it was in the end a Cardiff win and they've deserved it and been by far and away the best team this year. Um only only really the the Challenge Cup was, was the blip. Yeah, without doubt they've they've just been the best roster in the league, um, bar none, so uh, I guess we need to congratulate them at, at some point, but uh, yeah, like they have, they've built, they seem to have, have built a really good um, sort of tight knit roster there, um, and you know they can. I think we've said it before, but the, the players can sort of interchange between the lines and doesn't really seem to upset anything um, that much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um... They themselves they, they were playing Coventry in the quarter final to get there. Um they won four two in Coventry in the first leg and then four three at home the in the return. So pretty relatively close game, but they're always that team that can get it done really. Uh yeah. It's it's not it's not really a surprise when Cl- Cardiff win these close games. No, that's it. I, they've just they've got the quality to be able to do it. So I close out games like that. Um, just kind of just fully expected them to get to the the playoff final weekend, regardless who they were playing. If they were playing us or Coventry, but I think Coventry gave a good account of themselves. Yep. Yeah, they did. Um. The other quarterfinals, Nottingham came back from four three down from the uh, the home leg, or the the game in Belfast. They, they lost four three and they won it in kind of dramatic overtime fashion. I guess you could say the return yeah. to make it. Um, so that's disappointing for Belfast, but I guess that Challenge Cup was makes it a fairly successful season given they've gone a wee while without silverware yeah I think considering where they finished in the league as well it's probably what they would expect I guess but to get some silverware um, out of the season is, is definitely it's definitely up there so um can be too disheartened although it was one of those ties that could have probably went either way yeah yeah, and Adam Keith's first first year on the, the coaching full time, so that's yeah. definitely something to build on. Um unfortunately Sheffield got past Guildford. Um they won five two in Sheffield <laughs> in the first leg. And then uh Guildford did win five four the return. But um and then not enough. That first leg kind of coming back to haunt them because I think they made a, a fairly decent start. They were maybe either 1-0 up or one each for a good part of that game and then Sheffield scored a few goals, but that's really the difference. Yeah, again, Sheffield are kind of one of those, or were one of those teams that could do that. They could just hit a, you know, a, a, really, a really good run for about 10, 10 minutes and they could... Can knock a few goals past you, so it was um, it's unfortunate that it happened to Guildford. But um, I think you know, given they've given it's their first year in in the in the IHL and to, to make the playoffs, um, and you know they, they did provide difficult opposition throughout the season. So um, I think overall they would definitely be happy with that. 
Yeah, more than happy. I would say they had, they had a great a great impact on the league, um, and they'll yeah. be compared with Milton Keynes, I guess. Uh, and and just the yeah. way it worked out for them was, you know, really good. They recruited exceptionally well. I would say. Um, found some real gems. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how many of them that they hold on to next year. Uh, and and whatnot. Yeah. But, Definitely a success, I think, from their point of view. Yeah, it just shows you as well, though, that it, it can be done uh, on a sort of a strict budget that you can find these players. I mean, we only have to look at Gutvald that came in, uh, obviously, kind of later on uh, after the start of the season. Uh, guys like Robbie Lapine or like Stefan Delarover last season, like these guys are all available. Um, and they are out there and they don't perhaps cost as much. Uh, and all I guess are guys that, that can have a point to prove, I guess, if they've not if they've not had a club up until then. Yeah. Did you see the Gutwald uh video? The, the <laughs> sort of story um, by the fireplace thing? I've not watched it yet, but I have, it I have seen it. Total nonsense. Uh but anyway, I think it was played at the one of the awards nights, so they just published it. Um, the probably the the biggest of the results, um, from the quarterfinals was the the Fife Manchester game. Manchester winning four one in Fife, but the the comeback kings that they they were this year, uh, they turned it round, winning in overtime. Manchester the next night I think it was Finucci with a goal and that was just almost predictable given don't just don't give Fife <laughs> a big deficit because they'll they'll do it I mean it, it is it is kind of incredible to think it like just whenever Finucci like when Finucci was here and it would it would happen what happened three seasons out of four Um. And obviously we did we did lose an overtime to Fife as well. So, uh, but for them to do it again against against a, a team that were that were probably better than that than that Brayhead team, I guess overall. Maybe. Yeah, 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 and in Manchester as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just I mean you do kind of I did kind of laugh a wee bit. Just obviously it was it was bad to see and. From from Finnery's point of view, it's just waking up the next morning, and just you know, you're, you're you're out of the playoffs again, and it's he has to wonder like where where does it all go wrong really? Because it's I know. it is happening. You know? I know, but it's not. It, it can't be the players thing. You know, they're not thinking. Oh, no, no. taking a team, and it's not. It's not that. I don't know. No. It's just. He seems to to come up against teams that uh, find form in that for that playoffs. Yeah. Um, it's that kind of, that kind of underdog role, but yeah, you look at how yeah. we uh, yeah. we're up after the first leg, um, let it slip. Then uh, the Fife one, it what it was a a close one. Um, I think maybe Fife won the first leg, but it was close anyway. Didn't get it done. Yeah. And then Dundee, again, we just came up against the Dundee team who were flying at that time and were kind of nowhere near them, really. Those nah, games. Um, that's it. Not exactly. So, yeah, it's, that's a, a sickener for him, but I'm sure they'll be just, just as strong next year, uh, depending who they get back. I know we'll talk about a couple of signings but again I'd say it's a successful season for them having changed management um, and stuff like that I, I don't think people thought they would have been challenging it as, as long as they were No I know I, I know what you mean um, they've definitely I think punched above their weight in terms of where they finished in the league uh, and obviously they won the, the Patton Conference as well so I think that's a fairly successful season, um, but you know it's just that it's that thing that's always 
come with, with a rank finity team, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so it was on to the, the finals weekend in Nottingham with, so you had Cardiff, Sheffield, Fife and Nottingham. Um, it was Cardiff against Fife and it was pretty close for a, a good while there. And then Cardiff eventually ground Fife down who maybe had lost a couple of guys to injury or whatever, but Cardiff able to to play four good, very good lines and eventually I think the quality just told they're running out four now winners. Yeah, no, that's it. It's, uh, you know, obviously we, we know what Fife did, did to us during the season and you know what their, what their forwards were like and when they were on form, they were on form. So it was, it was a, it was a difficult tie, but again, it's just, it's just strength and depth for, for Cardiff really that, that saw them through, I guess. Um, and it was tight for a while, but like as you say, the quality just shone through in the end. Yeah, I think Fife missed blood off a lot. Aye, um, and then they also had Ian Young who was injured, who'd been a really kind of dynamic defenseman for them so that's uh, that's a big ask when you're coming up against somebody like Cardiff um, so in the end yeah I mean Fife's season they will put that down to as a success I would say that the conference for the first time um, but it's always disappointing getting to the playoffs and knowing you can you can do it it's only a couple of games um, and in the end losing out but I think they'll they'll try to be keep keeping a, as much of a core of players as they can on that team. Yeah, I think that would be in their best interest to do that. Um, given the season they had, and obviously they won the the Gardner Conference. Um, so overall, I think a, a pretty successful season for Fife. Um, and if they can keep a hold of those players, then um, they'll be doing well next season again. Yep. Um, a closer one uh, on the scoreline anyway. Sheffield beat Nottingham uh, 5-4 in overtime. Um, I think they were a couple of goals down, I believe, at one point in that one. Um, so just showing that Sheffieldness that they've got to come back um, and make it. Nottingham coming close again, and you know that they always sort of turn up for these these games but Sheffield being Sheffield as we've said um, the winner in overtime I think it was John Armstrong who'd just come back from injury recently and was a big player for them so just shows the difference that guys like that can make Yeah he is a really quality player um, I think they definitely missed him when, when he was out and came back at, at the right time for them uh, and obviously got that that going over time, uh, but no, that's just like I mean, as I've said, it's just that that Sheffield team that can that can do that. They can hurt you at any given moment and um, manage to do it when when it counted. Yeah, so that that took them into the, the final against Cardiff on Sunday. The consolation final, as I saw it was called, was also on. But I mean, it's not even worth covering other than Nottingham won 8-2 against Fife. Uh, yeah. Not even worth talking about, so we won't. Um, the, the final was, as we've said before, went, went to Cardiff. But uh, a relatively close one. They, they get, get their revenge for the defeat last year. Um, and that rounds off a, a really good season for them. Yeah, definitely. Did you watch the game? Because I know it was on BBC Red Button. No, I, I've seen I've seen the the goal highlight. So I did watch them last week. Right. Okay. Uh, on BBC. Uh, yeah. I noticed it was Pete Russell doing the commentary. Aye. I believe. <laughs> um, but no, that 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 would have been a huge motivation. Not only is it just the fact that nobody really likes Sheffield, but last year yeah. with. The game going to was it second overtime? I think in the end. Um, yeah, I think you're right. A horrible way to lose it. So getting the job done there is great for them. And again, they'll go into next year as the the guys to beat. 
yeah, without doubt. Um, I think the first the first period was kind of fairly scrappy. I think it was probably as you would expect um, given the situation. Uh, but once second period started, I felt like Cardiff got got control of the game and seemed to have control of most of the second period uh, until Steelers scored in the third, and then it was a bit a bit frantic again. Uh, I think. Steelers were probably on top in the third period, but obviously I had to go for it and Cardiff ended up with that empty net goal near the end. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, in the end it just shows that we can predict some stuff. Even though yeah. even though we did choose the favourites, but um, <laughs> always, always a safe bet. Yeah, they uh They've had a great season, so as we say, team to beat next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's been, as we've said, and and hinted, you hinted at there. You, I think, at one point you said Sheffield were something, something, and that's because uh, this week they had a a management meeting or whatever, by the sounds of it, and got together with the players, and I think. No less than nine of them, was it, were either retired or not offered a new contract? Yeah, I think what they actually did was they went um, they went down to see uh, Lord Sugar, and they all they all sat around the boardroom right. and just went round and basically pointed at, at nine players and just said, "You're fired." Yeah, and a couple of them. Um, as well, actually, today I think it was their assistant Jerry Anderson's not not going to be back next year, so that's another bit of upheaval uh, in terms of looking for an assistant. But um, the big names that I noticed were obviously Fitzgerald, do we know about? But Fretter, Valdix, and Mustakovs. Now, mm-hmm. nobody really knows the full story about some of that. I suspect maybe, well, according to Elite Prospects, it is a retirement from Freter, and that's probably not so much of a surprise. Um, yeah, I feel like he was he was one of the better players um, in the in the final against Cardiff. <coughs> like uh, Colton Freter seemed to, to stand out for me. Um, but it, yeah, it's the, I don't know. It's a bit of a strange one getting rid of so many players, especially given that. Um, Mustakovs was was the best goaltender in the league, I yeah. think. Um, I mean, in the end, we like Clan probably will get rid of nine players. I think it's also just more the manner that it was done. If it was uh, yeah, a mass clear out, I think a lot of teams will have at least nine changes, kind of thing. But it was just the whole Sheffield yeah. thing, and although it's perhaps a bit a bit stranger for Sheffield, just. Uh, given that they've had some of those guys in for a while. Uh, but I think like Westerling, Valdix, uh, I know Ronberg was kind of coming and going, but um, but Andrew Shampton, I think he was there last season as well. Obviously Fitzgerald and Fretter, so it's, it's quite a few. Oh, Yampton's just new this year. Uh, oh, is it? Right, okay. Fretter's been there well, since, well, three years now maybe. He played with he was with Aye. the Forney and Matuwa, um that really good line when they won the league. Um Yeah. Yeah, but Valdix was there last year. Yeah. Stukovs as well. Mm-hmm. Westerling I think's new this year, but yeah. Uh, and obviously Marquard from Coventry, but it's uh it's just one of those things, really, getting putting out the old, putting out the rubbish, I guess, for the bins. <laughs> Bin men coming in like that, right? Jonas getting the fucking getting the truck, mate. I know. Like Jonas, Jonas Westland climbing into the back of a truck. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's it came as a bit of a, a bit of a shock for Sheffield, but. Yeah, I'm sure they'll tell us that they know what they're doing, and uh, oh, of course, it'll all come. It'll all come good next year. 
you see the way they announced uh, that Jerry Anderson, their assistant, was wasn't coming back. What 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 was it like? Uh, it sent a tweet out the night before, telling all the Steelers fans to set their alarms for six o'clock. Right. Okay. <laughs> Signing news. That is an incredible way to announce that. Big signing, big signing coming at six. Or an unsigning. <laughs> big unsigning happening tomorrow. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who who they bring in to to replace yeah. all those players. Um some probably a bigger loss than others, but I guess they're say they're going another direction and stuff, but We'll see, see what happens there. Um, other bits of player movement. Um, just going by elite prospects here. The the ones of interest to to Clan are Hamelainen retiring. That well, we knew about that. Um, Oslansky going to Australia, but that kind of doesn't mean he's not coming back it's just you know Scott Pitt and Davis and all that have done that in the past Davis is doing it again Davis is doing it again yeah um, but the one the one actual noted official retiring player from clan is uh, Tyler Schofield yeah and I don't remember I did, was that news out when we did the last episode I've got a feeling it might have been. Uh, possibly. Yeah, I think it might have been. There you are. So I'm giving you, giving you two, giving you twice the news, but you've already. Yeah. Had it. That's why people listen to this, eh? Why it's two minutes for chatting. You hear it twice. Um, quite a few players here actually going to sign Australia. It's, seems to be the the popular thing to do. You've got. Lawrence from Edinburgh, Davies, um, Dylan Anderson from Edinburgh, Oslansky, Brett Ferguson from Guildford, uh, Nate Podsons, Nate Fleming from Manchester. So, I think if you if you ask Scott Pitt how he got on, I think it definitely helped him going into the going into the next season. Yeah, because he was, yeah. Obviously, he had that game time under his belt, uh, so he wasn't really need to go up to speed, I guess. Yeah, I think that's quite a big thing. I'm not sure the fatigue really would play such a big part there. You know, a lot of people would have said, oh, is, is that, do they need an off-season? Do they need some time off the ice? But I think a lot of the time they'll benefit more from it. Yeah. Unless they get a bad injury or whatever. Yeah, I know that's it, but it all depends on the player. So, um, if they feel like they can, then I don't see any reason why they why they shouldn't. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe Pitt will be off again this season, but you never know. Um, so there's not the only movement really here that I can see um, is Valorant, interestingly, which I didn't know about. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't know about that. Moved either. to Lustenau, who are from uh, Swiss League. Um, that's that's a big loss for Coventry. Then, uh, I think a lot of teams would have been sniffing that's around it. in this league for him. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, obviously, a good bit of business from them. Imagine to get in early and. Obviously, get the guy they want. So yeah, I mean, you know that they'll be able to offer hugely improved contracts and things for the player. So not it's yet. not it's not the kind of thing where you'd stop a player going. Um, and he's going there to a, a superior league and things. So that's he's used Coventry as a stepping stone, as as others have done. So fair play yeah. to me. No. He had a great year. Yeah, definitely. Um, glad he glad he won't be playing against Brayhead again next year. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean he would have been number one on Coventry's bring back list. Aye, without a doubt. You'd have thought, um, and then losing Dingle to retirement as well is a bit of a mm. blow there. But 
Um, again, this happens every year. We could be here for hours just talking about who teams are going to sign and who's retired and whatever. Seems to be huge change all we'll the time. Yeah, we'll have plenty of that over over the coming months. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, is there any other ice hockey stuff? You, well, I guess um, Corey Nielsen and David Clark from Nottingham hanging up the skates or suit shoes for Corey Nielsen's point of view. He still <laughs> skates about in practice, so hanging up the skates, but um, hanging up, hanging up the suit. Yeah, Clark himself as a player has been unbelievable for them. Definitely, definitely a player that you hated playing against, but um, obviously it was was brilliant for for Nottingham. So um, I think that's a huge loss for them as well in terms of in terms of sort of building a team again. Uh, I felt like he was probably he was probably the the kind of glue guy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you look, he's, he's got, um, in 605, uh, league, EIHL league games, he scored 572 points. Um, <laughs> and in the cup, 111, yeah. 112 cup games, he got 111 points. Um, that, so I mean, he, had, yeah. he was always known for having a great shot, but, Who's one of the really few elite British players, I would say. Uh, so that'll be a, a huge loss to yeah. to Nottingham. I think he was an assistant coaching role as well last year, but he's uh, I think got some other career opportunity, so he'll be a big miss. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I think the only other thing I wanted to touch on ice hockey wise was obviously about the. Uh, the news that came out before the playoff final weekend about um, the Humboldt Broncos uh, team bus crash. Yep. Um, obviously, a, a, a tragic event, and uh, I guess our, our thoughts go out to everybody involved in that. And um, it was good. It was actually good to see, though, that, um, that fans from every club around the AHL were. So I getting behind it at the, at the playoff final weekend. Yeah, I was good. Yeah, no, a terrible thing to happen. But the the support that you've seen and there's the the big social media push for um as well and and the the help that they've got has been great to see. It's just it's one of those sports I think that really does come together when something like that happens. Yeah, I thought it out definitely. Um, well, apart from. Apart from our own club, I think. I don't think we mentioned anything about it on social media. That was a bit... Well, I don't know. Maybe they'll get into that, but... Yeah, that's... That's... Yeah, that's for another time. <laughs> we'll save that for the... Um, I don't know. The... the uh, social media podcast. Yeah, the extra edition. Secret hidden... The hidden level that you can unlock yeah. if you listen to enough of these. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Bitcoin. We're paying out in Bitcoin. <laughs> Imagine. We'll not be paying <laughs> out anything from this. The fucking skin. Um, yeah, so that that's the, the hockey stuff. I think the plan is as the season, the off-season goes forward, um, we'll see what the sort of business is in terms of player movement. Um, see how, I guess, the Pete Russell thing kind of progresses with the GB role and when we start to make signings and things, we'll get together and talk a bit about that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I imagine there'll still be, there'll still be some some aspects of ice hockey uh, like so each time that we record one of these but um, I don't know maybe over the next so a few weeks I might so tail away and we'll end up just talking even more rubbish you could tell everyone those international results that everyone had been eagerly anticipating uh, I don't even know if I can go back eagerly and find them I have to rely on you for that but <laughs> 
let's see. I'm trying to remember when it was. Well, it was a couple ago, was it not? It's been that long since we recorded. A couple of episodes. Like... If you can't if you can't find them, it's fine, but I think a lot of people are sort of holding on. Sorry. Waiting to see to see how how their bet how their bets ended up. Um <laughs> This is not a platform for you. If you're looking to find out what the Commodore score was. Seek other avenues. We had, I guess in the meantime, we had um the European Cup draws today. Um yeah. and Liverpool who perhaps against the odds over the tie went through against Man City um, have probably got the more favourable draw with playing Roma but Roma are quite a dangerous team I'm not sure that's as much of a given as maybe some people would say yeah no exactly um, and I think that I think that Roma will, will use that because I feel like the English media have already put Liverpool in the final yeah. I guess but um, as they always tend to do, but um, I think no, it'll be. I mean, Roma obviously uh, know themselves, but I think they seem to, they tend to do better against against really good teams, um, specifically this season anyway. But um, don't really tend to do as well against the lesser teams. So um, it will certainly be a, an interesting tie anyway. Uh, it's a tough one to call. Yeah, I mean you've got. Uh, Real Madrid are playing Bayern Munich in the other one that's two pretty big teams the Real Madrid kind of squeaking through in the end of that uh, penalty the end of the game uh, Buffon's last yeah. game it was kind of funny the way, it, the way it all played out but it's probably going to be a, a close one as well that if, if you're Asking who's going to make the final, I think Liverpool are going to play Real Madrid in the final. Aye, if you're a, if you're a gambling man, big man. You're a gambling man. Um, that's I think, what I would say, but it's hard to hard to call. Yeah, I think I would probably agree. Uh, but it could go either way. I just think that I just really hope that Bayern beat Real because I just like I just I'm not another. Another another year with Real Madrid in the Champions League final is just yeah, I know. It's just not good for the competition, really. Maybe as well, just don't make it through and beat them, though. Yeah, well, they could, yeah, but it's just um, is there any point in having the Champions League? Maybe as well, just having Real Madrid play somebody and just draw a name out, draw a team out of hat to play Real Madrid in the Champions League final. Yeah. Yeah, I think predictable is the best way to describe it at the moment. Yeah. Um, then the Europa League, just briefly, you had Arsenal making it through. They're playing Atletico Madrid. And uh, then you've got Marseille against Salzburg, is it? I think that was the left high. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, tough, quite a tough one for Arsenal there, but I think is that their... That's their only real route into the Champions League next year, so Yeah, that's true. It's, it's uh all we play for. Another reason for Wenger to renew his contract or <laughs> whatever's gonna happen, but um I think I'd probably put them slight favourites for that one. Good and then, uh, what's that? You'd put Arsenal slight favourites. I would I would put Arsenal slight favourites, yeah. No, I disagree with that. I don't. I don't think Atletico Madrid have have quite been the same because they moved the moved stadium, haven't they? Mm. Um, I don't know. I just don't think they've quite hit the heights that they have in the past couple of years yet. Yeah, I, I but that's fair. I think that's fair to say. Um, but I just feel like the the quality they have will, will uh, take its toll over over Arsenal in the end. I think. Um. And then in the, the other game, Marseille against Salzburg. I've not really seen m- much of the Europa League really at all this year, but um, I think Salzburg obviously have come into a fair bit of money and uh, teams, other teams don't really like seeing success like that. <laughs> yeah, I know you only, 
to ask German football fans like who what team they hate the most and probably ninety nine percent of them will say Leipzig. So uh, that's just the way it's just the way it goes when these companies kinda buy out football teams, I guess. But um no, just like just looking back at the results, I think Salzburg had scored three goals inside four minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, to win that four one they yeah, uh, turned it round. That's fair to say. Yeah, I was just going to say that I would Marseille maybe slight favourites for that tie, but yeah, definitely. No, I would agree that Marseille are probably slight favourites. Although you never really know what kind of Marseille team we're going to turn up. So, um, it's the French one. <laughs> you would hope so. I don't know what other kind of Marseille you could get. And of course, we've got some uh, huge, huge semi-finals coming up this weekend in Scotland. Indeed, it feels like I always seem to think that we're predicting an old farm game when we're on here. <laughs> well, uh, not two of them go. So, yeah, but we've got another one coming up. Um, but a bigger game potentially on Saturday. Uh, and that is Kilmarnock travelling to Hamilton in the league. Yeah, uh, Kilmarnock are going to win that one. Yeah, they are. Steve Clark when he's third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw, and was it sports scene? They were talking about his record, the second only to to Celtic in terms of form, and that's that's pretty impressive. Oh uh, yeah, without a doubt. They've, they've been uh, unbelievable. Yeah, uh, Steve Clark's just been a, a breath of fresh air in Scottish football. Definitely uh, what what Scottish football needed, I guess. Um, to do it with the resources at Kilmarnock as well as it says, it's just unbelievable really. Um, you've got the, I guess the real game of that, of Saturday is, is the first semi and it's Motherwell Aberdeen and and that is an interesting one because Aberdeen have are without a few kind of key players I think from what I hear um, yeah and in a strange way I kind of fancy Motherwell for that I don't know I've just got a feeling yeah I would I would take Motherwell as well given um, the I think it's three suspensions that Aberdeen have got uh, as well as their, their recent record against um, so a decent teams, so uh, I think Motherwell will go into that favourites. I realise that I'm saying Saturday, and because I'm so used to being us recording earlier in the week, uh, it is actually tomorrow. So tomorrow is Saturday, but I was I was just being careful there in case somebody was potentially listening to this mm. uh, another day and didn't know when tomorrow was. Just trying to help out. The, Wider audience, um, and then the big one on on Sunday at half two. Half two? Is yes, it? half. Two. I thought it. I thought it would have been. Uh, twelve. Would have been twelve, but there half you go. The um, yeah, still, you'd you could have it any time you wanted. You'd still get the crowds. You'd still get the build up. You'd still get. <laughs> Like, see, in a way, I think they'd it'd be worse if they had it at a time like that. Imagine Jonathan Sullivan's eyes if he was like on the, on the TV. <laughs> You'd get people just staying up. <laughs> you get people staying up and going straight there. Aye, they'd be going, they'd be going to the shed and then walking over to Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. That would definitely happen. So I guess at least yeah. half two, you're... Get to Ireland and be like, I fucking lost my ticket. I've dropped my ticket somewhere. In a shed. Shed would be absolutely buzzing just before a game. Would be. Uh, Church on the Hill as well. Aye, a lot. That's true. Either that. Um, yeah, it's changed. Yeah, it's changed to something. I don't know what it's changing to. But, big, big news as always. Um, big, huge, huge, huge news. Um, but the game itself, I think uh, Celtic are going to win it. Quite comfortably, I have to say. Yeah, um, I agree. I think Celtic will win. Uh, I 
don't think it'll be comfortable. I've missed predicting. I've missed giving shape <laughs> predictions. It'll definitely be uncomfortable. It'll be uncomfortable for me anyway watching it. Yep, I think so. Um, did you happen to find those uh, results now? No, I gave up. No, right. Definitely disappeared in the obscurity. Yeah. Huge game, but yeah. uh, unfortunately the result's been lost. Huge game for all involved, but we weren't involved, so. It was a good one. It was a good one. Uh, did you watch I watched it. I did watch it, yeah. Did you stay up to watch the was it Japan and Bolivia game? When it was on uh, half two in the morning or something? I think I think I did. I think I watched about three games back to back. Um, they were good, um, but yeah, maybe never again. I don't. I don't think I'll do that again. Not for friendlies, anyway. Nah, doesn't make sense for friendlies, really, does it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think uh, that's our football stuff covered. Uh, do you anything else on that front? No, nothing else. Quite happy to move on to any other business. Yeah, and I think uh, you've you've kind of found a a really good <laughs> alternative news story, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, certainly, certainly interesting. Anyway, um, basically, the the news that um, police have made five arrests in connection with. Uh, <laughs> People starting starting raves in um, abandoned Toys R Us stores. Now, have they started more than one rave across in stores across the country? See, this is what I'm not. I'm not too sure of. This, I just think that would be funny. I would like that. <laughs> nah, I think it's probably just the one. Right. Just, okay. Um, I think to well to be fair, though, they wouldn't have had to go far for glow sticks, would they? No, exactly. Um, Stop the back. <laughs> yeah, uh, just thought about behind the action, man. Yo, mate, this is this is some buzz, like you. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder who the DJ was. I'm trying to think of a a toy pun for a DJ, but maybe I'll come back to it next week. Um, DJ Jambo. When when was the last time have have you been in a Toys R Us in the past ten years? <laughs> nah, no. Don't think I have. There's one beside my work at Ibrox. Um and uh, what it was Ibrox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it never seems that busy, but I think I've maybe been in Toys R Us once or twice in my life. Um you <laughs> always got kinda excited as a kid, so I can only imagine how exciting it would be as a raver. <laughs> I definitely I just uh, I was in well I have been in Toys R Us stores when I was much younger but I just don't know I just kind of get the feeling that there's always more staff than there are actual customers at any time yeah you do get that with some shops yeah uh, there's a, a few in particular that you get that but um... for example like vape like vape shops I think I've, I've... <laughs> <laughs> more, more staff than cunts. I've never seen anyone in a vape shop. Any vape shop. So yeah, it's just a, no, it's just a smoke screen. There's always three people that are just standing by the desk talking to each other. I've always found that Halfords is a really quiet shop. Yeah, I guess they can make their money on how expensive their products are. Though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Buy one thing and you've you've made it. Yeah. Buy this five thousand pound bike, and we'll throw in a free bike pump. Sold me. And we'll pump up your tires <laughs> outside for you. Free of charge, obviously. But no, that's uh, obviously unfortunate news about Toys R Us. Um, yeah. You almost think it's a kind of cop out for the ravers to choose a an abandoned, uh, <laughs> going out of business shop. Imagine. I feel like I feel like it would have been more of a more of a buzz you'd get from a rave in a department store in town on Saturday afternoon or something. Aye, 
Like I can imagine them going finding a Woolworth somewhere and just stumbling across the picking mix. <laughs> You're like, fucking yes. Ancient picking mix, picking mix from 1990. Yeah, still one of those snakes, one of those snakes. <laughs> yeah. So it's gone solid. Still and, uh, what were those? What were those wee UFO things? You know, with the sherbet in them? Flying saucers. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah. It'd be like ninja blades. They're so <laughs> far out of date. <laughs> yeah. The only thing. The only thing that would maybe be a different colour would be the chocolate. But even then, probably just all turn white or whatever. Uh, big mouldy. Big manky mouldy. Big manky mouldy. Big triple M. Yeah. Uh, no, so the, the, the police, did the police find, the, the, did they hear a rave? How did this even come about as a story? <laughs> I don't actually know. I never read too much into it. Hold on. I've got it here. Response teams. Response teams have disrupted an unlicensed music event. It must have been a, a quite large scale thing. I know you get uh, quite a few of those in places and uh, the police are aware of them and stuff, but they, they just, you know, as long as it's fairly all right, they get on with it. But this... Maybe the toy shop thing had just taken that a bit too far. Yeah, probably. Like, imagine the uh, going to the bowling alley up at East Kilbride when I was shot. You'd be sliding about. <laughs> you would be sliding about, but you'd have a great night. You'd have a rave. Get a wee bowl. You'd get the, obviously, the arcade games as well, so. Yeah, that'd be good. Skittles. <laughs> Skittles are different. Pins, some mad pins. Exactly. You'd be, you'd be putting, you'd have bottles of beer coming up the <laughs> ball recycling conveyor belt. All shiny. Ice buckets and all sorts of stuff coming up there. Yeah. Then you'd have guys sliding down on the front, all the way down, <laughs> down the alley. Yeah. People with a bump or something. Guys, we fell in the in the garden with a bounce back out. I know it's uh, it's a worrying thought actually. Why have I why have I not started a ra- <laughs> a raving a bowling alley? <laughs> or anywhere from um, any any shop anywhere. we see that it's deserted. I would I would urge I would urge anyone listening to this to go in. Start a wee If anyone can start. send us video footage of a rave <laughs> and an empty shop then please we'll do pay it. in bitcoins have you been a, a a quick change of subject have you been watching MasterChef this year uh, yes I have but I'm a wee bit behind right so I've still got a lot it's, to watch, I think. it's always uh, always one of my favourite programmes Um. But I noticed that as it gets further on the competition, I know a lot less of the ingredients that are in anything. <laughs> the percentage of ingredients that I've ever heard that I've heard of is now yeah. down to way below twenty percent. I would say. Yeah, if there was a, a pointless round on um, Master Chef ingredients, that would be where you would get your pointless answers. Yeah. No, so it'd be interesting. I think the final's tonight, so I'll be watching that. All right, okay. What was the... Um, if it, I think it is, anyway. If it was, or maybe it's Sunday. If it was on Pointless, what would the top three... What would the top three answers be? For ingredients? Uh-huh. Oh. I would say... Blanche flour. Mm. Is that a thing, or am I just making that up? I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. I would say... Um, pack Choi is definitely <laughs> Pack Choi, yeah, they love a bit of Pack Choi. Bok Choi, they seem to change the name of it as well. Unless they're two different things, but I don't think they are. Uh, what else could you have? You could have Cavalinero, although having said that, I don't think that's been as that's not been used as much this year. They all, do you know? They always there's always scallops in there all the time in a pasta. 
Somebody makes a pasta that's just too thick. Somebody. <laughs> a, pa- a, a pasta. Pasta. There, there was a moment, I won't spoil it, but in the semi-final, I've never seen John Tarot as emotional as he got. <laughs> that's all I'll say. You'll know what I mean when you watch it, and for anybody else that's seen it. Right, okay. Uh, is, that about, it was, is that about pasta? Um, no. Okay. It's not, actually, but he... I've never seen him like that before. And I've watched it quite a lot, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe we'll get, get the Master Chef winner in to do a a puck drop next year at Clan. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that they come up with. <laughs> Anything to delay the start of the game. Yeah. Here's another ceremonial puck drop. Still got time for, uh, for a drink, folks. Well, where will these 15 ceremonial puck drops take place? I know. It's actually getting ridiculous. I think they really need to sort that. That is one thing. I know we don't really touch on that side of things so much. And no. this is not really in the clan section, but the way the conversation just come round to it, that does annoy me, the length of time it takes. Yeah, I, without a doubt. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, it must annoy everybody, really. Um but I definitely, I think we should maybe we should maybe discuss areas of the the match night entertainment that we would like to improve. Um, we'll save that for the for that particular podcast. Yeah, well, we can maybe do that as have that as a section in one of our first summer ones. Yeah, sounds good. Um, that'd be quite good. Um. But yeah, I think we've probably covered everything that we wanted to there. Yeah, I think so. Um, another enjoyable one. And as you say, as as the players start to come in uh, across the league, but mainly clan stuff, um, we'll be on it. And then we'll have some other episodes as well, just with any other business that we can yeah. think of, really. Yeah, well, maybe we have some more guests on as well over the summer. See how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, for now, <laughs> unless you've I'll let you, I'll let you sign us, sign us off. Right, okay. Unless we've got anything else to say, I don't. Then it's good night and goodbye. Signing off for episode twelve. <laughs>